Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for the live stream. Before we get started today, I do know there are a couple things that are going on with Instagram and Facebook. So hopefully between the platforms, we'll at least have a replay for those of you that want to go back and listen. YouTube is probably going to be your most reliable platform or listening to the podcast recording. For all of you that do listen to the podcast recording, I do have some announcements that I would like to let you in on. And the first one is, I did not notice that by releasing new podcast episodes on Monday that there would actually be two podcasts released on Monday um, because when I do the live stream, I turn that into the podcast. So in order for us to spread the content out over the course of the week and not get overwhelmed with all of the things, what you will see happening, oh, that light has been like flickering. What you will see happening is that um, on Monday through Thursday, I'll do a live stream and then I'm going to upload the podcast on a separate day. Hopefully that flickering light is not gonna bother you guys. We're gonna get into the content. So for those of you that are new, because we continue to grow and I'm so excited for this, that my name is Yashika. I am classically trained as a registered nurse, but what I do here on my own community, my own business, my own platforms, is that I spend time um, sharing the knowledge and wisdom that I've acquired as an executive coach and a trainer. And um, I've coached men and women in various different um, high level careers. And more recently been focusing on women that are leaders in healthcare, because I feel like there is this push for them to use their own will and their own strength in order to get stuff done. And so a lot of my peers have experienced burnout and stress and imbalance. And I just want to be a voice of reason that is going to be able to um, kind of help them get over <laughs> all of that stuff that they're going through. So today we're going to be talking about the mastery of love, because as you all know, we were doing a book study on the power of now for spiritual enlightenment. And we finished that book. And so for our study going forward, we're going to be doing the mastery of love by Don Miguel Ruiz. And the reason why I picked this book is because we all have experienced trauma and pain in our relationships. Um, they're the biggest way that we learn our lessons. And, um, in particular, this book was one of the first books that had me to look at my relationships differently. Oh my God, is that going to bother me? Um, the first book that had me look at relationships differently. And so therefore, I wanted to share this guide with you. It's called A Practical Guide to the Art of a Relationship because I feel like a lot of the pain and the strife that we experience is in relation to other people. If you have this book, then this version of the book that I'm holding, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, it's the red um, paperback version, then we are going to be starting in chapter one, page seven. And again, this book is just going to help you understand more about what we learned in our last book study when we went through that whole book, The um, Power of Now. And specifically when we got to the parts about the relationships, what we can do to foster a better relationship, not only with ourselves, but with other people. So if you want to know how to create lasting relationships, this is the information that you need to know. This is how you start to understand the dynamics of interpersonal relationships so that you can make them better. So starting off with chapter one, it's called The Wounded Mind. And we start off saying, perhaps you have never thought about it, 
but on one level or, or another, all of us are masters. We are masters because we have the power to create and to rule our own lives. Just as societies and religions around the world create incredible mythologies, we create our own. Our personal mythology is populated by heroes and villains and angels and demons and kings and commoners. We create an entire population in our mind, including multiple personalities for ourselves. Then we master the image we are going to use in certain circumstances. We become artists of pretending and projecting our images and we master whatever we believe that we are. When we meet other people, we classify them right away and we assign them a role in our lives. We create an image for others according to what we believe that they are. And we do the same thing with everyone and everything around us. You have the power to create. Your power is so strong that whatever you believe becomes true. You create yourself, whatever you believe you are. You are the way you are because that is what you believe about yourself. Your whole reality, everything you believe is your creation. You have the same power as any other human in the world. And the main difference between you and someone else is how you apply your power and what you create with your power. You may be similar to others in many ways, but no one in the whole world lives her life the way that you do. You practice all your life to be what you are and you do it so well that you master what you believe you are. You master your own personality, your beliefs, you master every action, every reaction. You practice for years and years and you achieve the level of mastery to be what you believe that you are. Once we can see that all of us are masters, we can see what kind of mastery we have. When we are children, we have a problem with someone, we get angry. For whatever reason, that anger pushes the problem away. We get the result that we want. It happens a second time and we react with anger. And now we know that if we get angry, we push the problem away. And then we practice and practice doing this until we become masters of anger in our own life. In the same way, we become masters of jealousy, sadness, self-rejection. All of our drama and suffering is by practice. We make an agreement with ourselves and we practice that agreement until it becomes a whole mastery. The way that we think, the way that we feel, and the way that we act becomes so routine that we no longer need to put our attention on what we're doing it is just an action reaction that we behave a certain way. And if you think about what we talked about in the last book study that we did on the power of now, guess what we're doing? We're living life unconsciously. We're not living life from our power place, from the now, from our presence. We are living life either, you could say unaware, unawoke, you could say unconscious, or like he said, it is just by action reaction that we behave a certain way. So we don't even think about what it is that we are doing in life, how we're showing up, why we think the way we think, act the way we act. We just do the same thing automatically. Most of which is because we have taught ourselves to believe certain things about ourselves and other people and in turn behave or, or create an attitude or an approach um, that is congruent with whatever assumptions we've created. 
So to become masters of love, we have to practice love. The art of relationship is also a whole mastery. And the only way to reach mastery is with practice. To master a relationship is therefore about action. It is not about the concepts or attaining knowledge. A lot of people come to these live streams. They're in the membership that I have because they just want all the information. They want all the knowledge. But to me, all you are doing is just accumulating information as if you are a library of facts. And the knowledge comes about through experiential, <laughs> I can never say that word, learning. And so if you are not actively practicing what it is that you're learning to gain experience, then you truly aren't really doing anything other than learning facts or, or accumulating facts and storing them in some place in your mental thought processes. Now, to have action, we do need to have some knowledge or at least a little more awareness of the way that humans operate. So we're going to be talking about that. I want you to imagine that you live on a planet where everyone has a skin disease. For two or 3,000 years, the people on your planet have suffered the same disease. Their bodies are covered by wounds that are infected. And those wounds really hurt when you touch them. Of course, they believe this is a normal physiology of the skin, and even the medical books describe this disease as a normal condition. When the people are born, their skin is healthy, but around the age of three or four years, their first wounds start to appear, and by the time they are teenagers, they have wounds all over their bodies. Can you imagine how these people are going to treat each other? In order to relate with one another, they have to protect their wounds. They hardly ever touch each other's skin because it is too painful. If by accident you touch someone's skin, it is so painful that right away she gets angry and then touches your skin back just to get even. Still, the instinct to love is so strong that you pay a high price to have relationships with others. Well, imagine that a miracle comes one day, you awake and your skin is completely healed. There are no wounds anymore and it doesn't hurt to be touched. Healthy skin you can touch feels wonderful because the skin is made for perception. Can you imagine yourself with healthy skin in a world where everybody has a skin disease? You cannot touch others because it hurts them and no one touches you because they make the assumption that it will hurt you. If you can imagine this, perhaps you can understand that someone from another planet who came to visit us would have a similar experience with humans, but it isn't our skin that is full of wounds. What the visitor would discover is that the human mind is sick with a disease called fear. Just like the description of the infected skin, the emotional body is full of wounds and these wounds are infected with emotional poison. We've heard that before, right? In um, The Power of Now, we talked a lot about um, the pain body and how these things crop up in our life. Uh, the manifestation of the disease of fear is anger, it's hate, sadness, envy, and hypocrisy. The result of the disease is all the emotions that make humans suffer. All humans are mentally sick with the same disease, we can even say that this world is a mental hospital. But this mental disease has been in this world for thousands of years and the medical books and the psychiatric books and the psychology de books describe this disease as normal. They consider it normal, but I can tell you that it is not normal. So the way that we are approaching our 
relationships, our interpersonal relationship with other people because of the wounds that we've experienced and have learned to react in a certain way, these things are not normal. So this hate and this sadness and this envy and this hypocrisy and this protection of our hearts as we enter into relationships with people that we know that we want to love and we want them to love us back when all of this stuff is accumulating in our life, but we just let it take over us. It's not normal. When fear becomes too great, the reasoning mind starts to fail and it can no longer take all those wounds with all the poison. In the psychology books, we can call this mental illness. We call it schizophrenia, paranoia, psychosis. But these diseases are created when the reasoning mind is so frightened and the wound so painful that it becomes better to break contact with the outside world. Humans live in continuous fear of being hurt, and this creates a big drama wherever we go. The way that humans relate to one another is so emotionally painful that for no apparent reason, we get angry, jealous, envious, and sad. To even say, I love you can be frightening. How many of you have been there? I know that I have. Like, you don't want to say, I love you. You especially don't want to say, I love you first, even if you feel it first, because God forbid the person on the other end receiving the words of from you, if they don't respond in a way that you want them to, or say it back to you for you, it may cause some of that hurt, embarrassment, fear, pain, the things that he's talking about that we let stop us from truly showing up in our relationships. But even if it's frightening to say, I love you, even if it's painful and fearful to have an emotional interaction, we still keep going and we enter into relationships. We get married, we have children. So think about that. So we're not even showing up into our relationships fully because we have this fear or these other painful emotions that we carry with us. And and this fear and um, of vulnerability, vulnerability of not only giving love but receiving love in a, in its true glory and fashion. But not only do we get stuck there, we don't know how to do that. But we have the nerve to then enter into these relationships and get married and have children, trying to create these connections that we don't even know how to create because we're too scared to let ourselves go there. And so we search for these relationships and these marriages and these bonds with our children or even other family members. And we, in fact, don't even know how to open ourselves up to that experience. In order to protect our emotional wounds and because of our fear of being hurt, humans create something very sophisticated in the mind a big denial system. And if you want to learn how you being a slave to your mind and being a slave to your emotions actually ruins your experience of um, your life and limits the potential for the beauty that you experience in your life, then you need to go back to YouTube, look for the power of now playlist and just binge watch it. Cause you're going to get your whole life snatched together from that book study that we just finished. But for right now, he is aligning with what it is that we learned in that book study about how our mind creates this pain for us. And the true way to escape that is to understand how the mind holds us back, but then to overcome letting the mind dictate and run the show. 
So we have this big denial system and in that denial system, we become perfect liars. We lie so perfectly that we lie to ourselves and we even believe our own lies. We don't notice we're lying. And sometimes even when we know that we are lying, we justify the lie and excuse the lie to protect ourselves from the pain of our wounds. The denial system is like a big wall of fog in front of our eyes that blinks, excuse me, blinds us from seeing the truth. We wear a social mask because it's too painful to see ourselves or to let ourselves see us as, or excuse me, or to let others see us as we really are. And the, not, the denial system lets us pretend that everyone believes what we want them to believe about us. We put up these barriers of protection to keep other people away, but those barriers also keep us inside restricting our freedom. Humans cover themselves and protect themselves. And when somebody says, you are pushing my buttons, it is not exactly true. What is true is that you are touching a wound in his mind and he reacts because it hurts. When you are aware that everyone around you has emotional wounds with emotional poison, you can easily understand the relationships of humans in what Tolix call the dream of hell. From that perspective, everything we believe about ourselves and everything we know about our world is a dream. If you look at any religious description of hell, it is the same as human society the way we dream. Hell is a place of suffering, a place of fear, a place of war and violence and judgment and no justice and a place of punishment that never ends. There are humans versus humans in a jungle full of predators and humans full of judgment, full of blame, full of guilt, full of emotional poison, envy, anger, hate, sadness, suffering. We create all these little demons in our mind because we have learned to dream hell in our own life. Each of us creates a personal dream of ourselves, but the humans before us created a big outside dream the dream of human society, the outside dream or the dream of the planet is the collective dream of billions of dreamers. The big dream includes all the rules of society, its laws, its religions, its different culture and its ways to be. And all of this informa information is stored inside our mind like a thousand voices talking to us all at once. The real us, remember we talked about this, that all of that stuff is not the real us. When we can learn to really put something into practice in our life that helps us drop into the present and observe our thoughts, what we're going to find is that if we are the observer, then we are something outside of what we thought was our mind and our feelings. And once you can tap into that person, then you start to understand who you truly are by tapping into your being. And that is also how you start to access this true love. The real us is pure love. We are life. The real us has nothing to do with the dream. The dream that we, you know, we go to work, we do our nine to five, we come home, we make dinner, we watch some TV, we go to sleep, we get up, we do it again. That's not the real us. The real us is more than that. But all of the stuff, all of the conditioning, all of the voices, all of the things are so noisy that they soon drown out who you really are and they keep you from seeing who you really are. Those are my own words, not the authors. Um, so when you see the dream from this perspective, 
And if you have the awareness of what you are, you see the nonsense behavior of humans and it becomes amusing. So again, what he's saying is that if you can then not only be the observer of your own thoughts and emotions, so you're dropping into your present and into your power space. If you can also do that while you are observing other humans in the world that are also um, going through the same thing, same thing that you have, maybe they've been conditioned and um, have gone through their own things. So they've adopted a way and an approach to life that stops them from truly connecting on a deeper level or being themselves from their power place on a deeper level. When you start to see and understand how this works, you start to understand how nonsensical we are as human beings. For, he says now, for everyone else is a big drama. For you, it becomes comedy. You can see humans suffering over something that is not important, that is not even real, but we have no choice. We're born into this society. We grew up in this society and we learn to be like everyone else playing nonsense all the time, competing with mere nonsense. Imagine that you could visit a planet where everyone has a different kind of emotional mind. The way that they relate to each other is always in happiness, always in love, always in peace. Now imagine that one day you awake on this planet and you no longer have the wounds in your emotional body. You're no longer afraid to be who you are. Whatever someone says about you, whatever they do, you don't take it personal and it doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't hurt you anymore. You no longer need to protect yourself. You're not afraid to love. You're not afraid to share, to open your heart, but no one else is like you. So how can you then relate to the people who are emotionally wounded and sick with fear? So let's break this down a little bit and then we're going to end for the day. So again, like I said, we go through life with this conditioning and this conditioning um, may have caused us to put judgment, pass judgment on certain experiences. And so we start to develop these thoughts and these um, emotions and that in turn dictates the way that we show up in life and show up for ourselves, the way that we show up in our relationships. And so if you could imagine that you were able to free yourself from this pain that is mentally inflicted by the way that we've been conditioned and by the way that we judge certain things, imagine how peaceful your life could be, right? Because you wake up and you see that we're all kind of living with these blinders on, caring about things that don't matter, having pain and judgment about things that don't really matter, which creates this pain and struggle as we try to do our jobs, as we try to be leaders in life. Um, you know, you may see it when people come into your office and they want to talk to you about the things going on in their life. Or, you know, you always have these interpersonal dynamics at work where people don't get along. There's always drama. There's drama then not only at work, so then you go home and you have to deal with more drama. And if it's not this fake connection that you've built your life on through the marriage and the kids and, you know, the relationship, when you've done it from a place where you are still in that pain, in that hurt, in that judgment, not really knowing your true self and being and practicing love, then imagine how that carries into your life energetically. And then not only that, right, we still have family members that we have to interact with. We still have friends that we have to interact with. So we never escape this prison that holds us back until we learn to free ourselves from letting our mind and our emotions run the show. And when we do awake, what we'll be talking about tomorrow is that there 
there is a way to be free and there is a way to make these connections in your life matter. And when you start to make these connections matter, especially with yourself, but then with other people, what you then find is that life gets to be a little bit easier for you because like he said, everything that seems like such a big drama, or you may not even think it's a big drama. It just may be unfulfilling. So you may feel tired all the time. It may just be seem purposeless. It may just feel like you're checking the boxes and going through the motions day in and day out and not really living for something much bigger than the things that you do on the day to day you're going to find that there's another way for you to create meaning and purpose in your life. And it starts with you waking up. The problem is what he's going to talk about a little bit more is then as you start to awaken, how are you going to relate to these people that you still have to deal with in your um, work environment, in your personal environment, in your family, your friendships, how are you then going to make your journey to being your best self coming from your power place and still be able to master love, to show love, to practice love with people that are not ready to go on that journey with you because we've all been conditioned to live our life from a, a false sense of purpose. So that's what we'll continue with um, for tomorrow's discussion. If you have any questions or comments, I know most of you watch the replay, so make sure you leave the comments somewhere wherever you're watching this video and I'll make sure to get back to them. We do this every Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That may change here in the near future. So if you want to um, have me consider what you may like to be a new time to do this. It could either be early in the morning or it may be, have to be later in the evening because I um, may be switching time zones. For those of you that don't know that just the nature of the consulting, the coaching, the corporate training, all that, sometimes I'm on the go. <laughs> um, also, if you would like me to help you personally learn how to create balance, decrease stress, restore your inner connection to yourself and learn what it means to live life where you are more conscious and you are more awake than I do always when well I always but I have time right now for private clients and so if you'd like to work with me privately then you can email me at yashika at yashikasintuition.com or you can comment or dm me from any platform where you're watching this video and I will see you tomorrow. And don't forget because these live streams are going on the podcast the new podcast episodes used to be released every Monday and I'm thinking about either releasing them now every Friday or um, Sunday so that you can have your little fix to get your life together before you start Monday. I feel like Sunday is a good reset day for us. So um, the new podcast, not the live stream replays, but the actual podcast episodes will start to be released on Sunday starting this week. If you want to get caught up, the last episode that we had was on my top time management tips. So make sure you check out the latest podcast episodes, get caught up, get caught up with the live streams if you need to, and I will see you here tomorrow. All right, take care. Bye.